Hello Hello. there. Hi. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Are you? Yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. So, here we are. We are here for the first ever um, Batball podcast, FYI, short podcast, um, which we use for, you know, uh, spreading awareness about things, making big announcements. And uh, I thought this was quite an important subject that I thought would be a good... um, well, way to spread awareness. Talking point. Indeed, yes. So I thought it'd be a good idea to have Nicola on from the um, from the Owen uh, network, and um, we're going to be talking a little bit today about uh, well, you know, weather and how the weather might actually affect uh, you know people's sort of how can I put it the way that they might want to behave. I around. would put it as their options of using open water mm-hmm. and mm, yes it's uh, it can be a difficult one can this yeah 100 it was it's quite a difficult because it's kind of like um you know obviously with the hot weather you know obviously we've had weather that's past 25 degrees you know for for us in the uk that's it's like a heat wave yeah that's basically a heat wave you know everywhere else in the world, that's... for us though we've got this really hot weather and of course everybody flocks down to you know the canals uh you know beside the rivers going for nice walks and stuff and um i've seen a lot of people um you know yep. just on a walk with their dog or whatever or they're having a picnic by the river still abiding by social distance yep. uh, regulations and i see that a lot um and of course you know it's been quite nice to see the, the level of responsibility that people have taken on um, next to, you know, dangerous bodies of water, such as the River Trent, yeah. uh, the Weir. And, yeah. uh, you know, and bodies of water like that recently. Um, but I thought, I, I have obviously a few questions that I'd like to ask you. Um, okay, right away. And, um, and I was going to ask, so we've seen the stints of hot water, hot weather recently. Um, how do you think this will affect people near open water? Um, like you say, there's a lot of people that are using um, open areas, not water, just areas that are close to water, very responsibly and adhering to the social distancing and enjoying the view. With water, when we seem to have a bit of a peak in weather, water incidents obviously are going to rise because people think that the best way to call off is to enter open water. Now, this is great if it's um, a guided area such as a beach with lifeguards. Although, to be fair, the sea's not even warm, even on a hot day because of how big the body of water is. So people tend to go into sort of like smaller areas like um, Attenborough Nature Reserve. They have a few ponds at Attenborough Nature Reserve. Um, We have the brooks up at Manor Park, um, which is in Long Eaton. We've also got the rivers and the canals which are close to us so when you firstly go to a piece of an an area that has got open water it's an automatic instinct to want to get into that water most humans think I'm too hot I want to get in there and I want to cool down you get the ones that act responsibly and maybe just dangle the feet into it or just go for a little paddle. But then you get the ones that act irresponsibly, that think that 
their their thoughts don't go beyond keeping cool so they don't think beyond that uh, that situation and they they don't think about the bigger picture that can happen so although it looks inviting it's probably not inviting um there's lots of things in there that can harm you the currents debris animal feces animal waste because i don't see many cows and pigs and sheep using toilets in fields so you know when you're swallowing that water you're also swallowing diluted feces and a lot of other things are about peer pressure now when children go young children and teenagers and even sort of like early 20s 25s they go out as a group sometimes alcohol is involved and then sometimes dares start getting added like oh I dare you to go and get in there or shall we all go for a swim and again that's the not being able to stop and think um scenario so therefore they think oh okay well we'll do that they're not thinking beyond the bigger picture of uh, well they're not thinking about the bigger picture about what could happen if any of them get into difficulty so weather plays a big part in using open water in winter you look at the river and you think i ain't going in there Mm. it looks dangerous it looks cold and it looks quite frightening especially beast and weir it can get quite aggressive Mm. um and even though now while the weather's so so nice i mean today's not overly nice but it's still nice um the weir still carries them dangers and the rivers still carry them dangers the currents don't disappear when the sun comes out or the water level drops they're just not as visible when as of when it was a more of a colder day and more winter time and the water levels are higher so the the things are still there it's just that people don't actually think It's all about stopping and thinking, basically. Stop what you're doing. Think, is this a safe place to swim, play, paddle, mess around, jump in? And then maybe just think again of maybe a bit further along the line, what what would happen if I got into a situation where I needed help? So it's all about stopping and thinking. Is that okay? Does that answer your question, Jamie? I can't hear you, Jamie. Oh, no, it looks like we're having technical issues. Hear me? Oh, hello. Sorry, I I don't know what happened just then. Did you mute me? <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't know what's going on. I think there was an issue. With could you hear me? I could hear you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. I couldn't hear you. So, is it all good now? Left. I can hear you now. I thought you'd left let, me. Let me try and take my microphone out so we don't have to have that issue again. Okay. There we go. Right. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. There's always something, isn't there? There's always a little hitch. It's probably Owen playing games. Not now. (laughs) So what do you want? Do you want to keep going or? Yeah, uh, well, uh, I think basically we just need to remind people just to sort of like think about what they're doing. 
and think of the bigger picture. Don't just think of that moment. Think of what's beyond what might happen and then maybe make that assessment. When alcohol is involved, it's quite hard because your judgment does get clouded. So sometimes it's not as easy to do that. Mm. But yeah, I think that's mainly it. You know, just think about what you're doing and basically just don't go in. Mm. I, I agree as well. And um, I just want to apologise for that technical difficulty there because I can imagine a few people are going to be like, oh, no, what's going on? That was awkward for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was saying, um, I was saying that most of the people who are listening to our podcast, I'd say 96% um, are from Beeston. Um, yeah. Or the Nottingham area. And uh, we'll know where Beeston Weir is. And, uh, of course, we'll know where the River Trent is because, um, you know, a lot of places in Nottingham are quite close to the River Trent and... Uh, Obviously, of course, Beast and Weir as well. Yeah. And uh, the dangers of this. And we're not just saying this to nag you because this is... No, not at all. We're not just doing this because we don't want you to swim or have fun. We're saying this because, you know, a boy lost his life there saving his friends. And many other people have lost their lives there, you know, in the past. So it's not just me jumping on the bandwagon because I've lost my son. This is me trying to educate people about, you know, it really isn't a safe place to play. It isn't a safe place to swim. As much as it looks so beautiful. Oh, it does. It, you know, um, I've walked past the river, I've cycled past the river quite a good few times in the last few weeks, you know, to visit uh, my dad. And, and I've seen, you know, it's so nice. You can see the reflection of the light on the water and stuff. And it looks so, you know, it just looks so enticing. But please... For everybody listening, yeah. no matter how old you are, because this isn't just um, young children oh, doing definitely. this. No, no, I've seen adults in there and, you know, I just think, have you actually thought beyond getting in the water? Mm. That's so, what... yeah, it is. But to everybody, what's the first thing you want to do when it gets hot is to cool down. Mm. So if somewhere looks inviting, if you go to a pond that's green and manky and smells bad, what's the likelihood you're going to get into that pond? You're not because mm. you think, oh, that looks disgusting. And I don't know what I'm going to catch. But the thing is, with the weir, the canals, Attenborough and all these areas, they still have those. They're just a bigger body of water, so they're diluted down. And, you know, the, the currents are just still there. They don't just disappear just because the sun comes out. Mm. I, I agree, and I think people need to realise that it's not... It's it's not all about... It's, it's kind of one of them where you've got to realise that this is an issue that everybody has. Regardless of age, you know, regardless of who you are, you know, no matter how yeah. strong of a swimmer you are, you know, if you're caught in, it, it is life-threatening, you know, and it's, oh, and I understand, absolutely. you know, you want to cool down. I understand that. Yeah, the, strong, the strongest swimmers, you know, also get into difficulty. It's not all about being able to swim. It's about being responsible for your own safety mm. and the other people around you and setting examples for other people. Mm, exactly, and I think, before you even think about swimming, just think, just think and don't do it. Because yeah, it's just so think. Dangerous. Stop and think. 
we always say stop what you're doing have a quick think is it safe what's the high likelihood that i'm going to get into difficulty uh, is are the emergency services going to be able to get to me if anything does go wrong how likely am i going to come out of this water if i actually go in it so mm. there's lots of things to think about but it's most people have that stop and think mechanism a few people don't have that stop and think mechanism or it's clouded by drugs alcohol peer pressure because peer pressure is one of the ones that you know you see your mates doing it and you think well I'll do it as well and that's kind of like the situation that happened with Owen you know the peer pressure was that the two girls went in and Owen felt that he needed to go in to rescue them and you know he didn't know what to do in an emergency um but we'll talk about that a little later on um because I'm obviously conscious of time we want Mm. to make these short the short podcasts yeah yes we will try and fit as much information in and there's an important point I want to add as well um there is safe places you can swim that are that have lifeguards um that are well I don't know if if it's sort of a process you have to go through with the government in order to get certain places registered for um yeah you have to be um, registered by swim england um which is the governing body for water areas that are used for public swimming so i mean even where we are now we've got spring lakes that is just on pasture lane in long eaton and it's not hard to get to um it's a beautiful environment i mean you've been there yourself haven't you jamie and your mum does open water swimming there and paddle boarding and things like that um the only thing at the moment is it is by booking only, and that's due to COVID-19 and, you know, the limitations that we can have on people around. But it's open. And if you want to go and try open water swimming, go where there's somebody that is going to be there watching you and knows that you're in the water and is observing you and making sure that you're not getting into difficulty. Mm. You know, the, it's beautiful. Open water swimming can be so enjoyable. Um we're not saying don't swim in open water. We're just saying find places that are guarded with lifeguards or stewards that, you know, will keep you a lot safer. Hmm. 100%. Because I think people need to remember that it's, you know, there could be loads and loads of people around. If you went to swim in a river, just because there's people sitting on, you know, the little uh, like beach sort of things near you or on the step. Yeah, they're not automatically going to see you, are they? It, and, and just as, as well, it, just because somebody's sitting there there doesn't mean that they could necessarily save you. And in fact, you could put their life in danger when they try. Um, exactly. You know. And that's obviously something that we don't want. And we'll go through the quick protocol of what to do if somebody gets into an emergency, into difficulty of what we should do as a bystander. Mm. Um, because the, your first instinct as a human is to go in the water to save them. The other place that um, really sort of like interested me was colic country park now i know that a lot of people go there swimming in the lakes but i didn't actually realize that um it has got signs saying that you're not permitted to swim in there which i wasn't aware of until just recently um and that you should only be using it as an organized swimming session with people there so a lot of people do tend to use colic as a call off place a swimming place um, but it's run really well. Again, same as Spring Lakes, they have the open water sessions. Um, you have to book in. Again, 
you'll have somebody who's a spotter so that they're keeping an eye on you at all times. They know what time you go in the water. They know to what time you come out the water or what time you're supposed to come out the water. You have all the equipment and, you know, it's a safe place to enjoy open water. Mm. And, you know, it's still going to have those possible issues of maybe currents or, well, it's definitely going to probably have animal feces and urine in it. Um, but the water is tested. It's it's an organised situation. Mm. So you're not on your own. So if anything does go wrong, there are people there ready to support you and know exactly what to do in an emergency. Yeah. I think as well, you've got to realise that you do need people like that near you because if, even if, you know, you are a strong swimmer, you never know what could happen. You know, you could get yeah, on something. Yeah, you could get cramp. You could suddenly feel dizzy and pass out. I mean, when you pass out on land, you just tend to fall to the floor. So you might have an injury, but it's not stopping your breathing as such as if you passed out in water. Mm. You know, your body goes into this state of sleep when you pass out and forgets to breathe. So on land, you know, people will be like, oh, someone's fallen and quickly sort you out. In water, it can be quite lonely mm. especially if you are sort of like in an area that isn't well supervised but with the supervised things there is people watching you at all times so they know exactly where you are you normally wear a colored hat or something bright colored so they can see you in the water mm. and they know exactly when you went in and when you should be coming out i think as well at spring lakes they make you have like a, a little float as well yeah, I mean, all safety equipment, um, wetsuits and things like that. I don't think I'd want to go in a bikini in there. It's not exactly going to be the warmest of places, even on a sunny day. But they make sure that you've got all the safety equipment so that if anything happens to yourself, you've got something to aid you, to self-rescue you. Mm-hmm. So even if you just need a break, you've got a float that you can hold on to just to gather yourself and sort of like make sure that you can get back out of the water safely. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I I think as well, obviously, we've covered quite a lot of um, about water safety, you know, how water and, you know, the hot weather might affect people's behaviours around it. And um, a final message I wanted to give out um, for, because I know you want to say something as well at the end, um, is that... If you are thinking about going out to the water, whether that's today, whether you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting there now, or you're going to go in a week, or, you know, whenever you're thinking about going next year, whenever, please listen to what we spoke about on this podcast. And even if you want to, revert back to, I think it was episode four, um, when I had Nick on here for um, an hour and something, and we spoke, you know, more in depth about it. Um but this was more to tell you because we have seen recently, sadly, people going into uh, the weir um, sort of area yeah. and, um, you know, the River Trent as well. When I was walking, I saw some people and there's been a, a lots of sightings in re- uh, nearby rivers and canals. And it's uh, very disappointing to see. And, um, you know, if you do see somebody like that, that is in the water, what would you recommend us to do would it be a call in the emergency services police or 
So there's, there's two types of person in the water. You've got the person who's in the water that's not in trouble, and then you've got the person in the water that is in trouble. So we'll start very quickly with the person not in trouble in the water. So you shout to them, is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, I'm just having a swim, go away kind of thing. Um, you have got the right as a human being to ask them to get out of the water. It's prohibited to swim in open water unless it's supervised. You can even try and explain some of the dangers about, you know, do you know what's what's in the water? Do you know how dangerous it is to be swimming in there? You're not make, you're not setting a very good example for people who are watching. And then your other option is to speak with the police. You know, you have the right to ring the police because they might be okay now, but in two minutes' time, they might get into difficulty. So, you know, you're gonna have that support from the police. And, you know, they will tell you, the call handler will say what to say or we'll get an officer down there. The other is, you know, the person that's in difficulty, looks tired, not swimming, unconscious maybe, struggling, looks like they're trying to climb a ladder in the water. Now, that's somebody that's in difficulty. And obviously the immediate thing you should do is call 999. Um, as soon as you get those call handlers on the phone, they are already organising all of the um, organisations and the services that need to come to you, even though you're on that phone, within like 30 seconds, they have pressed buttons um, and people are listening to the call. The best people to ask for if you do that is for the fire and rescue because they are in their name, they are actually rescue. Yes, the police will help you. Yes, the fire, the ambulance service will need to come, but it's fire and rescue that you will ask for. And that's something that we get all the children to know that fire and rescue is the people that you ask for. Mm -hmm. The person in the water is going to be really scared. So you need to try and reassure them. So you're shouting to them, you know, I've got, I'm on the telephone. I've got the emergency services come in. People know that you're in the water. I know that you're in the water. You know, let's find, let's just try and calm down a bit, which is easier said than done when you're struggling in water. Mm. Um, I know for a fact, Jamie, you know, I don't know whether you want everybody to know this, but you struggled with swimming yeah. at the beginning. Um, you're a great swimmer now, but that was perseverance. And the feeling of being scared of going in the water overcomes your fear of wanting to get into open water. Do you know what mm. I mean? So you think, actually, I remember how I felt when I was in a swimming pool with lots of people around me and lifeguards there in case anything went wrong. So, you know, there's all that fear. And I think some people have that fear and some people don't have that fear. So then the work, the best thing we do is say, listen to the call handler. The call handler knows exactly what they're saying. They've got protocols on their screens in front of them. The thing that they might tell you to do is shout to the person to lie on the back, get the airway out of the water. Easier said than done if you're in a strong current. But, you know, the we keep our airways out the water that's the best thing we can breathe our body sort of like maybe slows down slightly because we've got our breathing under control because automatically your body goes into a shock mm. and then just tell them to go with the flow of the water if it's still water just to float on the back as best they can and then you know the call handler will tell you if there's throw lines available nearby or to are you able to reach them with something a ball a stick, a tree branch. 
if they're in a distance, you know, you just need to keep reassuring them that people are coming mm. because their 30 seconds feels like a lifetime when they're in the water. Mm. And, it, and it's really important that when you are listening to this um, FYI announcement awareness podcast, um, share it with a friend. Tell a friend yeah. about this because this is a very, very, very important podcast because we are approaching the hottest weather. Now, you might have thought that that was going to be the hottest weather we're going to have all year. Well, I don't think it will be, personally. Um, but now we are relaxing the lockdown. People are more inclined to go out. So this is very important that you listen to this. And if you are living in the local Beeston area, this you know will obviously be quite local to you. Um, so. Yeah, and you know Owen's story. So the people that I saw in the way the other day didn't know Owen's story. They couldn't even see the signs that said no swimming, risk of drowning, strong currents, mm. until I actually showed them the sign. And it was a bit like, mm. it, it's the people that come into the area or an area what you're not familiar with is when the issues start to arise mm. um, because they don't know. A lot of us know how dangerous it looks when it's winter. You know, when we have the floods and you think, blimey, you know, that that current is still there. It's just looks stronger and is stronger and just looks uninviting. Yet when it's beautiful and the sun's shining, the water does look inviting. It looks calm. It looks peaceful, but it's actually not. Mm. Underneath that water is deadly. It's very, very, very dangerous. So please, everybody, think before you do anything stupid. And if you can and you want to go for an open water swimming, um, you know, session, I will leave the link for um, Colic Country Park, was it? Um, uh, it's Colic Country Park, Nottingham Open Water Swimming Centre. And I will also leave the Spring Lakes link down in my description so that if you do want to book, you can book using that link down below. And, uh, well, it makes it much easier for you to find in case you can't find it on the internet. So, fabulous. Yeah, it was great to have you on, Nicola. Um, I really hope we can, um, you know, talk again very soon and, um, yeah. you know, have more discussions on this. But for now, everybody, um, please listen to this episode and spread awareness. And just remember, don't get in the water because you might not get out. Exactly. So stay safe, everybody. Think. Stay safe. Speak to you very soon. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you, Jamie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.